0: Honestly, they're not that bad.
1: Welcome to a spook episode of it's not that spoot spoot cast. What? <laughs> Halloween edition Ooh. Ooh. uh this episode is gonna be a little bit different, a lot different, mm. somewhat the same, yeah, nothing we haven't done before, but we have literally haven't done before, yeah, but still different, mm mm-hmm. yeah, familiar, so it's in someone in the same realm, but also different,
0: yeah, do you want to talk about how more how it's uh, different or similar
1: well it's different. Oh, okay. Because we haven't done it before. Yeah. But we've done things similar to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the same. <laughs> so today is Halloween. Ooh. Obviously. And um we're going to get into the the meat and or sorry, the bangers and mash of it later. On. <clears throat> but I just kind of want to talk about us and horror and just real quick like our scary experiences. 'Cause one thing that really tethered us into like friendship was yeah. the fact that we were kinda really into just scary shit. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe I'm not as big as a horror fan as you are, but it's the idea of horror itself. Yeah. Of scary things, of of monsters and murderers and ghosts and Between aliens and whatever. Out. Yeah. It's kinda where we were like, oh, this is this is our thing. One of the first things that we really going back and forth was like the Bridge Nine board when yeah. I told you the yeah the was it creepy story thread or something like yes. that. Yes, and um, there was some pretty good uh, golden no. yeah stories in there, but RIP is no longer with us.
0: Yeah, so you can't even find it anywhere. I don't think son of a bitch.
1: But um, yeah, so with me, I've always. Loved scary things, always love horror. We talk about it all the time, like especially with junior, it's it was always like, You just wanna watch this scary ass movie because we're like five years old and we don't know any better. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's kinda how my childhood was, but it wasn't until like, you know, got to like pre teens eras where I really started to get into like scary stuff, you know, like aliens and, and, and demons and all that shit, right? But the thing is, nothing ever really happened to me. I never had crazy ghost experiences. I've never had abductions, or at least some that I know of. I never had anything really sure. weird happen to me. Yeah. Um, but the, the really, the only type of scary thing, it was during daytime. Uh-huh. There was only me and another person in the house. And I looked through the house so I know that it was something. It was a few years ago. I was at my grandma's. Me and Junior, I believe, we were going to go to the movies. But Junior being Junior is like, yeah, come over. Then he's like, oh, hey, I'm not ready. Give me a while till I get ready. Jackass. So <laughs> the, way, the way my grandma's house is set up is if, if you go through my grandma's door, my grandma's front door is facing east. And when you go through, the living room is right there. It's pretty small, but whatever. And then straight ahead of it is into the kitchen and uh, laundry room, whatever, right? Yeah. And then south of it is my grandma's master suite. It's away from all the other rooms and all that stuff, right? But But in between the kitchen and the living room is the hallway to all the other rooms. And there's four rooms and a bathroom. So at the time, my cousin Don was living there and he was living in the first room on the right, which is also the east room, right behind or yeah, right behind the living room and the living room. And he wasn't there, but that's where he was staying at the time. Further down the hall, it spreads into a T. And on your right, you have the door at the end of the hallway. You have the door to one room. And then, um, on the north side of that, you have the room, Junior's room. And then on the opposite side, you have the door to the end or the west door is a bedroom. And then on the south side is the door to the bathroom, right? And then just one hall, T, that's how it is. Sitting in the living room, I was trying to watch TV, um, I had it pretty low because I think I was doing the whole thing where you put TV on but you're really looking at your phone type of deal.
0: Yeah.
1: And Junior goes in the bathroom, he takes a shower, right? And sound does carry through the hallway because how it is, old house. You can hear a lot of things that happen in the back. So then I heard knocking, and I thought it was Junior calling me. So I get because you know you know Junior, it's like oh I didn't have a fucking towel or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I go to the bathroom door and I'm like, what? And he goes, what? I said, what do you want? What do you mean, what I want? I said, what do you want? He's like, I don't want you. Are you banging? I was like, I'm not banging. All right, whatever. Go back in, whatever. Maybe I misheard or whatever. But you could clearly hear like a knock. Like it's a knock that I thought was coming from the hallway. Cause like I said, like maybe he was banging on the wall or something, but it sounded like a knock. I hear it again. And I, I but this time I'm yelling. I'm like, what? Huh? What do you want? What do you mean? I'm like, what do you want? What do you mean what I want? <laughs> um So I'm like, whatever, maybe he's fucking with me. I hear it again. And I'm like, are you are you banging on the wall? Because I'm not banging on the fucking wall.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm right now I'm thinking he okay, he's fucking with me. Like for sure he's fucking with me. So this time I don't leave the hallway. I, well, I stand like in the beginning of the hallway, like the well, hallway and the, the living room meet. Yeah. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I slowly move back. backward, waiting, waiting. And then I hear it again. But I get up and I slowly walk towards it just so he could, he could do it again. So that way, getting closer, I could hear him like, oh, for sure. Then I sit back down and then I hear it a little bit louder. And I hear it again. I'm like, stop banging on the wall. He's like, I'm not banging on the wall. A little bit later, I hear it again. And then, like, legit, just sitting there, I hear boom, boom, boom. Like, literally someone was standing behind the wall. I get up. I run to to Don's room because I'm like, it has to be something in there. There's nothing. There's nothing on the wall because the bed is pushed up against that wall. Nothing Uh. hanging. You know, nothing. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what could it be? Like, what? Like, is it, so- is it something outside? I go outside. I'm like, there's nothing outside. I look. I look on the roof. I'm like, there's nothing on the roof and stuff. Like, what the fuck could it be? I go back in the living room and Junior comes out and all this stuff. And I'm asking him. He's like, I swear to God, it wasn't banging. And I'm like, I heard banging. And you know what? If that last part didn't happen, I would say, yeah, maybe he, maybe he was banging on it but legit the banging i heard from all the all the knocks before that i could have just said oh yeah you know they're coming somewhere in the hall whatever right that is junior maybe you know maybe he's going maybe he's getting out of the shower and going to the door whatever but the last bang the loudest and i mean loud like like loud enough to where it moved the 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 pictures hanging that was coming from Dang it, dead. Yeah, behind the TV, which is a wall that separates the living room and Don's room. And no one's there except for me and Junior. And Junior's in the shower. Mm. This whole time, he's in the shower. So whatever the fuck it was, was like, boom, boom, boom. And it was three. It was always three knocks. It was, you know, like, knock, knock, knock. Like, that's all it was. And, but the last part was like, boom, boom, boom. And that's the only time I've really ever experienced anything super ridiculous, crazy like that. Huh. There's little things, you know, that's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Oh yeah, you know, whatever. But you could always say like, oh, that's uh, that was maybe that, or oh, you know, I, I felt that, whatever. <clears throat> that's my like actual scary story, if that is a scary story. Like it's the- goosebump scary.
0: Ooh yeah. Ooh. Um, well. My family has always been into, like, ghosts and stuff and, like, the supernatural. But that's also because we're Mexican.
1: You don't say.
0: Um, but, like, there's been, like, a long history of seeing things and hearing things. And so, like, we used to live in California. And my back, oh, what was this, like, the 50s, when my nana and my papa just got married. And they were moving into their house. And so they wanted to move into the house. The street was called Willow. And my Nana wanted to move in a house, like, at the end of the street, but my Papa really wanted this house that was in the middle of the street. And even his mom... She came over and was like, no, you shouldn't move into this house. And he's like, no, no, I really want this one. So they moved in, right? And she came over and my mom said that was the first and last time she ever went to that house because she was so freaked out about it, just the way the vibe of the house had. My Nana even told us that, like, when they moved in, they used to hear at night, like, it would sound like people were there and, like, they'd get up and no one was there. They'd have, like, their dishes and stuff, like, in the cabinets and, like, stuff put away, right? And all of a sudden at night they'd hear, just a whole like crashing, like, like somebody like just went into the kitchen, just like knocked everything down. They'd get up and they'd run and nothing, nothing was out of place. Everything was where it was. And so, you know, like it wasn't to the point where. They were like they were freaked out enough to be like, "Hey, maybe we should ask people like who used to live here and like what like the history of the house was." But it wasn't enough to be like, "We need a call. We need, we need an old priest and we need a young priest type of situation." So she went to the neighbors. My nana went to the neighbors and she asked them like, "Hey, like who used to live here?" And like so they explained to her like. Oh, you know, like, I know they probably didn't tell you, like, the person who used to live here, but the lady who used to live here we think was a witch or, like, used to practice, like, some kind of, like, witchcraft or something because, like, yeah, she'd always have, like, strange people over. She'd always, like, keep to herself and, like, it was her and her son. They'd always, like, hear weird things and, like, see strange things because my nana... When she said that she would, like, go through the yard and, like, clean up and stuff, but that she would find, like, eggshells buried in the ground. And, like, she even asked the neighbor about it, and she's like, yeah, that's why we think she's a witch, because, like, that's part of, like, some kind of ceremony is to, like, bury, like, eggshells. And so my Nana was, like, wondering, like, who who's this lady? Like, who was she? And, like, she explained to her who it was, and the neighbor was explaining about, like, her son and how... Well, because the, the son was, like, bald, right? Like, even as a kid, I guess he was, like, bald or something. And, like, so... Because the way Mexicans like to, like, give nicknames to people, in Spanish, they gave him the name uh, Belon, which means hair, because he had no hair, get it? <laughs> so, um when, when my nana heard that, she freaked out, because it turns out that that guy, because she knew she kind of knew when she when she, the neighbor was telling like she kind of had a feeling that that's who it was but then when she said that she was like oh i know exactly who that is cuz i guess when she was a kid and she was going to school like there was this kid in school that that kid who used to like like her and would chase her around and like to the point where like her brothers had to step in and be like no, like, you need to leave our sister alone, like, she doesn't like you, like, basically, like, kind of, like, we're gonna beat the shit out of you if you don't, like, leave her alone type of things, and it's just kind of, like, that kind of weird stuff, like, because there's also other stuff that happened in the house, like, my mom would always talk about how, like, you'd walk in, and even though it's, like, furnished, and, like, there's things in there, it just felt, like, empty, like an empty house, and she said that you'd be sitting there, like, in the the living room, and then you'd hear from, like, the garage, like, music playing, right? Like, somebody was in there. And you'd go out into the garage, and no one would be there. Like, nothing would be on. And then you come back. She said that you'd also hear people, like, talking in the middle of the night, but no one was there. Their dog would just sit, like, would get up, go to, like, a chair, and, like, bark at it for no reason. Um, one time, my aunt did say that she saw, like, a rocking chair, like, rock, like, no a rocking horse like rocking and like the dog was like barking at it and she just like like was like nope and like and like left there was times like like i said like i've told you before like my they converted the garage into a, a room and one night my mom heard like someone walking on the roof to the point where she got like freaked out like she called my dad over and my dad's just like well, oh, it must have been, like, a cat or something. It's like, a cat doesn't make, like, big old, like, booming, like, footsteps. Or maybe
1: he had Doc Martens on.
0: Oh, maybe. You know, I know how cats like wearing Doc Martens. Oh, and then, like, there was also, like, the, the little boy that my my nana used to see in the house. that She, like, named Charlie. She would see, like, a little boy in the house, right? And then to the point where my cousin, he used to, like, there was, like, a long haul, right? And he used to the way he used to walk down the hall. My mom said is like he wouldn't just walk down it normally. He used to walk like with his back against one side of the wall and like slide across it, like he like he wasn't trying to like run into somebody. <laughs> <clears throat> to the point too where my uh, he would say like oh like I see like a little lady in the house and like the way he described her was like um like my great was that my great grandmother. I don't know. I don't remember some some someone else too. Like it's it's just crazy how many like crazy things have been, happened in that house, and then also like I mean it's obviously followed us too because like my my Nino has said he had a cue, a pull cue that was my my papas. And they couldn't find it, right, because, cause like, uh, my cousins were getting, like, he, I guess they really wanted to, like, play pool or something. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have one. I have a cue stick. And they were trying to find it. They couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, one day, he walked into, the garage, into their garage, and they live in Tucson, right, far away from California. He walked into the garage, and there was the cue the stick, but it was put away in, like, a bag, so you had to take it apart, right? He came home. There's the bag sitting there. The cue the stick is set up and just and like leaned up against the wall like somebody had set it there for him. Yeah, it's just like there's also like a way <laughs> there's way more things that I could keep going about. But I don't know if you want me to keep going.
1: Have you recently ever drove by it?
0: The house? Yeah. No, not in, not in a few years. <sighs> I know my mom always tries to go back to look at it because I've seen the house. It looks like just you're, you're driving and you're just like, which house is it? Oh, that one. And cause you don't, you don't really get like a sense that like all this stuff happened there. And my Nana asked, like, she's, she wanted to know, because like, like I told you the last night that she was there, it was just her, my, and my cousin and, her, and my, and her son. And they were, it was just like a bed and like a TV and like, they'd already moved everything else out and they were just staying there the last night. But then that last night like all the doors were like opening and closing the cabinet doors, like the bedroom doors, like they, it kind of like, was like shake, like vibrating or something. And they were just like, Nope. And they just like left. So my nano did like ask, did anyone else like see anything? Did anyone else after we left, like hear anything we were like, what, what else happened? And so she even wrote to the person like who was living there at the time, Hey, like, we used to live here. These are the things that we used to see and, like, hear. Like, have you heard anything? Like, I want to know. Like, because is the type of person now who's, like, super religious, who's like, no, no, like, it can't be, like, ghosts and stuff, because that's the devil and stuff. But, like, there were strange things that happened. It's like, yeah, but Hal's real. So, like, demons and ghosts are real. So, it's, like, very contradictory. But they never wrote her back to say anything.
1: Well, <clears throat> that was a little inside of what makes us go boing for horror. Um I guess it's kind of just, you know, been there. I mean for you, I guess it's been there all your life. Yeah. For me, I'm just fucking waiting for it. I, just, all I want to see is like show me a fucking ghost, like just a ghost cuz I've never seen everyone around me, you know. And my ex even said, like, oh, shit would happen, you know, around us. It's like, why don't you just say something? Yeah. Right? Why did not you be like, look at it. See that? See that? It's a See, ghost. It. It's a ghost. But we'll move from our personal horror to Laurie Strode's personal horror. Mm-hmm. And talk about the franchise that is known as Sal- Salwin. I thought was Sam Hain. Let's just... It's me in the middle, and say Halloween. Halloween night, a small American town, fifteen years ago. Halloween. Call the police. Tell the sheriff I shot him. Who? Tell him it. he's still on the loose. Is this some kind of joke? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. We don't know what death is. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horrothon. I'd assume Dr. Loomis would be here. Michael Myers is still his patient. If Loomis read memos, he'd be here.
0: Fortunately, his position is more ceremonial than anything. Myers gone.
1: I was only eight years old when I saw him, but I was one of the lucky ones. I survived. Come on, you don't really believe that Michael Myers is actually alive? Michael's work isn't done in Hatton Field. And soon, very soon, he'll come home. Michael Myers. Why? They don't think of Michael Myers He's fired. Never found his body. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago.
0: Trick-or-treat, motherfucker!
1: So Halloween the movie, nineteen seventy eight. It wasn't the first, obviously, of the like slasher genre, but I think it probably made the most impact, at least yes. on a wide scale. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about our personal interactions with the movie. It it was a movie I saw later on, like uh, probably early early tween teen era mm-hmm. 11 10 12 something around that uh-huh. time i I think it was still when i was living with my grandma well actually i think i saw i think i saw part of what is it uh resurrection mm-hmm. or, h2o no. that's the first a, Yeah, okay i think i saw part of that f- first but i had already known who michael myers was what halloween was it's just we watched Jason, and we watched Freddy, and everything kind of came after that. Like, like Child's Play 2 was one of those yeah. movies that we saw all the time. And it wasn't like we hated the other movies, but it was just more of like, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, I've I seen Candyman. Like, you know, that's, yeah. I guess me and it was usually me and Junior just always gravitated more towards that, whatever, right? Yeah. And he'd obviously seen way more movies than I had because he had my grandma's library with him all the time. <laughs> But, yeah, when I first watched it, I wasn't blown away. It was one of those movies that when i got when I started watching later, I was like, "Oh, I get it, yeah, like I see that uh for me, though, Halloween was never the staple in my like horror, but as I got older, I really learned to appreciate it, and you know, yeah. It says a lot about a, a, a franchise or at least a character or a story or an idea where you can make a movie and then forget everything that happened in between these 40 years and then put a bookend on it and be like, yeah, see the first one and then 40 years later, the second one, and it makes it coherent and it makes it just as good. Yeah. Like obviously... They're different because they were made 40 years apart, yeah. but it feels right.
0: Yeah. When I was a kid, I, as I told you before, like, I used to go to... My mom used to let us just choose whatever. Like, as long as it didn't have, like... As long as it wasn't porn, she didn't really care. So, but, like, this was a movie I feel like, because she was a teenager when it came out and she saw it. Like, that's when my brother was my brother was born. That's the same year. So, like... I feel like for her it kind of resonated so she wanted to show like she showed us these movies as like so i remember seeing like because this one friday friday the 13th and like um nightmare on elm street those those three but like this one to me always seemed like because i remember watching it from like a little kid i like watched it as like, like i can remember being like four or five and watching this movie and like so with for me as I've gotten, like, it grew up, like, I grew up with it. Like, this whole franchise, like, I've, I went out of my way to, like, I, as a kid, I asked my mom one time for Christmas for, um, the, what's the fourth one? The Return of Michael Myers, and she, like, had to go out of her way to, like, order it. Remember Suncoast?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she had to go to Suncoast and order it from, with them to get
1: it. But, Dom, yes. why don't you tell us a little about Halloween? If you know anything,
0: so the original Halloween, nineteen seventy eight, co-written and directed by John Carpenter, you know, tells the story of Michael Myers as he stalks and kills teenage babysitters on Halloween. Um, it starts when he's like a little kid, six years old, and he kills his older sister Judith on Halloween night in nineteen sixty three in Haddonfield. Um, he's hospitalized, and fifteen years later, he breaks out. And he returns to his hometown where he stalks Laurie Strode, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. The film ends with Michael being shot six times by a psychiatrist, Dr. Sam Loomis, played by Donald Pleasence. You know, John Carpenter just made um, a song, Precinct 13. Two producers, well, one producer saw the film, and then Mustafa, a kid, and they're like, hey, we really like... The way you make film, like we want to invest in you, we want you to. We have this idea for like the serial killer who goes around killing babysitters, right? John Carpenter and Deborah Hill initially wrote a script called "The Babysitter Murders." So he's like, "How about you change it to Halloween?" And he just set it all on one night. That's when he they they you know they updated the script and they set it during that, and then history.
1: And what it seemed like is that Mustafa was like. Here's all the good parts that are gonna make this movie classic, and then John Carpenter's like, "Yeah, sure." But here we are, forty years later, and it's like, unless you really look into it, the only name you recognize is John Carpenter. Yeah,
0: because I I feel like people usually just say that too, and it's like, no, but you, you need to. What's her name? Yeah, you need to include Deborah Hill because they both co- co-wrote the actual script and co-produced this film. You know, basically, she was like co everything.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And it was like for the longest time, it was like the, one of the, like a movie that, for its budget, made back like so much more. Like it like broke its like whatever. Like it had the record for like the highest like gross versus um, production cost. Um,
1: so, uh, that's just crazy thinking about that. Like you can make a movie like a hard hitting yeah. classic movie for a lot of like not a lot of money but you know what i mean like yeah a fair amount yeah a fair amount yeah so was it 78 78 comes out right it wasn't that big of a hit at first
0: no because i think it had like a limited release because it was such a
1: small film yeah yeah how did the second one come
0: like come about yeah, cuz it's Well, they were wanting a sequel, the producers, right? Because they saw how much money it made and they're like, "We don't have to give John Carpenter that much more, right? Because yeah, his the first one will had a smaller budget and we obviously have to give them a little bit more cuz it is a bigger franchise, right? or like a bigger um, movie that people are going to see. So we got to give them a, bit, a little bit bigger budget, but we don't have to give them too much more because you can still be like, oh, well, look at, for the cost that you spent, like, we don't have to get. So basically they're like, we can make so much more money. So they, they went to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and they're like, all right, we want a sequel. And John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are like, we made a self-contained film. Like, we didn't make a movie that, like, it was supposed to be a series. And they're like, come on, come on. And then we'll you can do whatever you want after that. And they're like, and then they're like, all right. So they came, they, that's when they were like, all right, well, if we're going to make a sequel, we're going to, this is going to be like a, this is the end for for this. Halloween 2 picks up. You know, right after the events of Halloween. Literally right after, right? Literally right after. Michael's body's missing from the front lawn, as we said, where uh, he fell when Loomis shot him. Michael follows Lori to a local hospital, killing everyone who gets between him and Lori. The story reveals that Lori's actually Michael's sister. She was given up for adoption as an infant. Um, Michael corners Loomis and Lori in an operating room where Loomis causes an explosion. As Laurie escapes, Michael, engulfed in flames, stumbles out of the room before finally falling dead. They're like, now no one can make another sequel to this movie ever. He's dead. Bum, 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 bum.
1: <laughs> So this is literally the beginning of the multiple timelines.
0: Yes. How do you like it? I actually do like Halloween 2 because the the reason why i like it is because from for for so many years this was this was always con- counted like these movies were the first one and the second one are always counted as basically kind of like one movie even though like they were never planned to be but they were kind of counted as one movie and they never strayed away from like oh the second one still counts like they can always they uh, they always disregarded one sequel or another sequel or this and that but they always said the second one counts and for me, I don't know, I just, I liked this one. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, it, it was always weird because uh, people would always like, yeah, no, like the first two. And I'm like, yeah, no, definitely the first one. Well, no, no, uh, no. The, the first, first two. two. I'm like, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the first one. The first age. I didn't hate the movie. I don't hate the movie. It just, it always was like, it, it always just felt weird for me, which <sighs> I guess we'll get into, um. Next movie, probably the worst Halloween movie The way down.
0: The Black Sheep of the Halloween films. It's not even the worst one. Jeez. Um, So Michael Myers does not appear at all in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's a Halloween movie. It's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch.
1: No, but I mean it's not. It's a Halloween movie, but it's not a Halloween movie.
0: It's both. I'm confused. But it's not. Okay, so I guess we should just get into like the, so as we said, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were like, Michael Myers is dead. Michael Myers died. Second one's dead. That's it. It's only two films. And then the producers were like, yeah, but like, think of the money. (laughs) We could make more money. We need to bring Michael Myers back. And so John Carpenter was like, no, 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 no and so they're like, "Well, can you at least give us something?" and he's like, "Okay, well, how about this? Instead, we make Halloween into an anthology film about like different aspects of Halloween, right? So that's what he decided to do cuz he said, "I don't want to do another sequel to or I don't want to do another Michael Myers movie." So that's when um I think it was him and I think the director um, Tommy Lee Wallace were like, yeah, let's uh, let's make this film, and so, you know, Michael Myers doesn't appear in this. It's, it was made in 1982. Um, this install, this installment follows the story of Dr. Chalice, played by Tom Atkins, as he tries to solve the mysterious murder of a patient in his hospital. He, along with the patient's daughter Ellie, Stacy Nelkin, travel to a small town of um, Santa Mira. California, let me say that over. The small town of Santa Mira, California. The pair discover that Silver Shamrock novelties, a company run by Connell Crockerin, that which is Daniel here, Daniel Hurley, <laughs> is attempting to use the uh, mystic power of Stonehenge to resurrect the ancient aspects of the Celtic festival, Samhain. Bum bum bum. Um, so Cochrane is using the Silver Shamrock Halloween masks in order to like achieve his goal of like basically sacrificing children for the festival. Um, so he's been broadcasting like commercials for like hey like there's gonna be like a special like w- like giveaway at the end of on Halloween night. So make sure you tune in, kids, and like it has that like bum 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 bum. Three more days till Halloween, Halloween, type of thing, right? And so, you know, like, <clears throat> Chalice eventually, you know, like, uses the, the power against him, and, you know, him and Allie escape, and connor Cochran is like, he, like, claps as, like, he's like, oh, he's bested, and he gets turned to stone or whatever, and then he disappears. And then they burn down the factory, and then it turns out Allie, because... It turns out Conal Cochran is making, like, androids of people. Like, not of people, but he made one of her. And so you can't really tell, was she an android the whole time, or no?
1: So it's Blade Runner.
0: Kinda. And so he kills her. He finally gets, like, to a gas station. He calls up, like, a uh, all the major, like... network stations stations, i guess and like tells them to pull all the commercial like pull it pull it all and like he gets them to cancel like all of them he's like say it's a bomb threat say something just pull it like and then finally gets to the last one and it's still like it's time it's time for the giveaway and then kids gather around and then like there's kids at the like because he's at like a little gas station right and there's kids and masks watching it and he's like you need to pull like stop it stop it and it starts flashing the pumpkin like Cause it actually, what it does is it causes your head to like explode into like stuff, like it, I like bugs and snakes and stuff. I, it, basically, it just kills you. And so, like the commercials flashing, he's all stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, and then it just cuts.
1: So the worst Halloween movie. It's not even the worst. Okay, I'll admit. I haven't seen it, but <clears throat> it sounds batshit shit fucking crazy.
0: It it pretty much is, and I actually highly recommend people just like checking it out at least once. Cause it, it like if it if this movie was not called Halloween, I feel like it would be one of those ones where years later people would be like, "Oh yeah, you remember this movie? Oh yeah, yeah." I always thought they should they should have just called it like Silver Shamrock or something.
1: So what does season of the witch mean?
0: Nothing. They just they just gave it that subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways. Didn't do well and basically it kinda like they were like, okay, so just the name Halloween and John Carpenter on, on it isn't going to, like, get people to watch the, these movies, right? So they kind of just, like, are like, all right, well, we're not going to make anything for a while. And they just kind of let it sit there. You know, people have the first two to watch and stuff. So then, like, finally, in 19, in 1988, they released Halloween 4.
1: This is, okay, so this is where it gets crazy. Because... This is a this these three are their its own timelines, right?
0: Well yes.
1: Con- so
0: basically they're like, we need to go back to Michael Myers. People love Michael Myers. They're all cooked up because it's the eighties, right? And they're their executives are all All right, wh- what do people like? People like Michael Myers, right? They want him back? They want cocaine?
1: Cocaine
0: and Michael? Cocaine? Myers. They want cocaine? They want cocaine? It's like now you're getting off topic. <coughs> so like, okay, well, how about we return Michael Myers? He's like,
1: but didn't the last one he, like, burned up?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, like, we're just going to say he's in a coma from the fire, right? And now he's returned to Michael Myers.
1: But he's always been Michael Myers. No,
0: no, no. We return of Michael Myers. I'm confused. <laughs> Don't worry. This is going to work out. Don't worry. It's going to work. Um, So... <laughs> As so it's Halloween 4 The Return of Michael Myers um, so basically it's revealed that Michael Myers survived the fire in Halloween 2 but he's been comatose since that night while being transferred back to Smith's Grove, Michael awakens upon hearing that Lori Strode, who died in a car accident in this timeline, has a daughter named Jamie Lloyd Michael <laughs> escapes and makes his way to Haddonfield in search of his niece Jamie, fellow survivor Doctor Loomis goes to Haddonfield after learning that Michael has escaped. Um, eventually, the police track him down and shoot him several times before he falls down a mine shaft. And that's how he dies. So, as we said, th- this so this one ignores the third one. It's a continuation from the second one. So it's one, two, four. <laughs> now. Which see like here's my thing, is if they really wanted to ignore the third one, why didn't they just call this one Halloween three? You could have just ratconned it right and said yeah. Halloween three: The Return of Michael Myers. True. Because saying it's part four means that the third one is included.
1: Oh yeah, huh? I never thought about that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that implies that one, two, three, four are there a series.
1: What do you think of this movie?
0: I like it because like I said it, I think it's mostly like nostalgia <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of these movies are going to be like well nostalgia just like creeps in and is like well but I like this movie I can see where I can see all of its faults
1: okay so I told you like oh yeah maybe I'll go back and rewatch these ones mm-hmm. these ones for sure like I wasn't sure about yeah then I found this documentary about the yes. three and oh my god it's like now this is now you're like oh because it's nostalgia oh you yeah. like but I watched this documentary yeah and it was like these people were oblivious to what was going on because don't don't get me wrong I get that there's a sense of ownership when you make something uh-huh. but there's a difference between like yeah I I know what I made and I own it and be like no this is this is one of the best films ever. It's like, no, it wasn't. There was so much going on that was going wrong mm-hmm. that instead of addressing it, they're like, "Yeah, you know, it happens. Like, uh, is it this one where they have the two different Michael masks?
0: No, that's the next one. That's the next one. No, you know what? I think they did have a second mask in this one, too. Because for some, for some shots, I think in the school, you can see, like, he has, like, blonde hair or something.
1: Yeah. Which is, like, when they talked about it. But you I, think know, that,
0: I think in the sec- in the next one, too, they did the same thing. Yeah.
1: When they talk about it, it's one of those things where it's, like, if we were to make this, mm-hmm. I'd have been, like, okay, we fucked up. But it was this, this, and this. And, like, you know, it was out of our hands or something, right? Yeah. It was more of, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I just grabbed the wrong mask. It's, like, but you guys were standing there. Like, you couldn't be, like his hair is different not just like dumb your hair is like a black this one's like a dark brown no it's like two completely different colors and that's just the beginning of it what really irritated me is when they go through the films and you understand that there are these problems in the film instead of addressing it they're just like yeah no that was just a uh you know this is minor setback saying no that was a that's a big thing or like oh you know it's or whatever and it's like just admit that you guys didn't make the best film possible you just made a film that was enjoyable that's all you had to do yeah that's all you had to do and the worst part is when because it's it's a it's a documentary about the three yeah well it's really a documentary about the two because the third one they're just like oh we're way better than that i'm just like (laughs) <laughs> when they go and start talking about the second one, they almost, they almost talk about it as if like, Oh, what we did was uh, like noble. It was the best. Um, the second one, I guess like it fell into like, I guess it works. It's like, come on. This was a shit show from the beginning and no one wanted to fix it yeah. because they just saw Halloween and they're like, we can make money off of this. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that. it. It's wrong for anyone to like this movie. What I'm saying is that it irks me a certain way that when the makers of this film are like, no, it was a great film. It was perfect. No, it was perfect. Yeah, everything about it was great. Though people don't like it because, you know, it's like, whatever. Like, I don't know. Some, some bitch wasn't in it or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what we did it was perfect. It was great. It was awesome. And I'm not. I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm. You know. I'm not saying that yeah. it wasn't worth watching. Or whatever. I mean, they did get what's his name in it. Uh, um, Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant in it. This one like upset me trying to watch it, mm-hmm. and then watching everything about it was just like, uh, shut the fuck up. Because, like you said, they end it where like he's dead.
0: Well, and then also there's another end. To it, too, where they have her, Jamie, oh, uh, kill yeah, yeah, the, yeah. St- the foster mom. And then they imply that she's going to be, like, the next the Michael next Myers, yeah. right? And you would think, like, man, that's where the, the series is going to go to. It's going to be dang. They're going to be revolutionary. They're going to have a female slasher, right?
1: And then part five
0: comes. So picking up directly where the previous film ends, my, uh, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers um survive the gunshots and the fall down the mine. He stumbles upon a hermit who bandages him up one year later and showing signs of a metaphysical connection to Jamie. Michael tracks Jamie to a local child mental health clinic using Jamie as bait Loomis manages to capture Michael. The film ends with Michael being taken into police custody, only to be broken out of jail by a mysterious stranger, all dressed in black, so they continued that right. That she's going to be Michael. Oh, no way. They didn't. They completely ignored it. And they put her in, like, a mental hospital. And they're like, oh, yeah, now she is not only mute, but she she has, like, a psychic connection to Michael. Because, of course. And then that's when they start introducing, like, the thorn symbol.
1: Well, this was from the people on... Set, but like it didn't come from the director. But they were saying that the filming wasn't going that great. That they got to a certain point. I think it was after a couple of reshots and everything uh-huh. too. They were like, "All right, whatever we're doing is not working." Yeah. And he was just the director was just like, "I know." the 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 mysterious man in black. What? Yeah. No. 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 Trust me. Trust me. This is going to work out. Yep. And so they just let him do it. Yeah. they're like, yeah, okay, I guess we'll see where this goes.
0: And then he's like, they can figure it out in the next one.
1: Halloween 6, Electric Bricks.
0: Yes. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. It's released in 1995. Picks up the story approximately six years after the events of Revenge of Michael Myers the mysterious stranger who broke Michael out of jail kidnaps Jamie Lloyd who's th- this this time is played by um JC Brandy um in an effort to obtain her child Jamie escapes with her newborn son with Michael in pursuit Michael kills Jamie and continues searching for her baby the infant is found by Tommy Doyle who's a character from the first one who's the now little boy right yeah that um Laurie Strode was babysitting that night he brings the, the baby home for safety. Um, it's revealed that Michael is driven by the Curse of Thorn, which forces a person to kill their entire family in order to save all of civilization. The mysterious stranger is revealed to be Dr. Loomis's colleague, Dr. Wynn, who's played by Mitchell Ryan, who's part of a group of people who protect the chosen individual so that they may complete their task. With the help of Kara Strode, uh, Marianne Hagen, Lori's adoptive cousin. Tommy keeps the infant from Michael, who slaughters Wynn and his followers. Michael is finally subdued by Tommy, who injects him with large quantities of tranquilizer inside of uh, Smith's Grove Sanitarium. The film ends with Loomis walking back into the sanitarium to find Michael. Like, I mean, I think actually it ends with like just his mask there and a syringe, but that's, yeah, ooh, spooky. <laughs> We should probably oh, talk yeah, about that two too. Okay, so originally <clears throat> the there so the original cut for this film was different from what we got in theaters, the theatrical cut. So the I think it was Weinstein's had like the rights to it now. So he's like, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's um, after we rape a bunch of women, um, let's screen this for a bunch of fourteen year old boys and see what they think because they're they're right, they're the target audience. So, they did it and they're like, oh, well, it was too slow, not enough, like, killing and gore, and, like, not enough, like, boobs. So, and then the Weinstein's like, yeah, there's never, no, never, never enough boobs in movies. So, um... He's like, well, we're gonna re-reshoot it, re-edit it, but like Donald Pleasance had already passed away, so they couldn't like really like reshoot the ending. I'm
1: thinking
0: of. Yeah, so they couldn't really reshoot the ending. So they just kind of had to like cobble this movie together. And what's what's even sadder too is like before this, when the the person who originally started writing it and brought like a script because Donald Pleasance was like, I'm not gonna do another Halloween. I'm done. To me the ending was the fifth one. Like we finally got to see Donald or, um, Dr. Loomis, like subdue Michael. And to him, like he died in that film. Right. But then the, the writer brought him a script and Donald Pleasant's read it and was so like, wow, this blew me away. This actually is a great script. Right. Like that. He was like, yes, anything I'll sign, I'll sign onto it. He, and he's like, I'll do it. Right. And so did, like, all the other people were like, yeah, this is a great script and this. Then, like, they did rewrites and rewrites, and they started cutting it up and doing this and that, and then it got to what we eventually got, and then, because even Donald Pleasance was like, this is not what I signed up for. But yeah, so then they, so eventually, on the internet, like, since, like, the 90s, they've been talking about this producer's cut that that only, you can only, like, bootleg download or, like, find it here and there. But eventually, finally, they released it as itself, because people wanted it so much, and you watch the producers cut, and you're like, "It's not a great film. it's not better than the other one. at least it makes sense."
1: yes, um that was legit. The only thing that people i've you talked about it, it's like making sense
0: because i I watched it um like like two Halloweens ago or something, and it's not terrible. I mean, it, I would say it's just a little bit better than the theatrical one. But, like, at least you sit there and you're mm. like, oh, okay, that, oh, okay. makes That, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes sense. Oh, oh that's that right.
1: ma- So oh. that's why he's doing that. Oh. oh. oh and then, that's what led up to this. Yeah,
0: even, oh. like, interactions between characters, like, with um, Donald Pleasance and Dr. Wynn or, like, Sam like them because i think they had to reshoot like their scenes at the end like you can tell they're actually in like the same room together instead of like the theatrical one where it's like oh yeah they're not talking to each other (laughs) i mean there is problems with the producer like like you said yeah where it's like it's implied that it's
1: implied that he raped her and that's his baby yeah
0: whereas the theatrical cut is kind of like it's kind of like implying that like they cl- like cloned him or something, or maybe like took his DNA and put it in her or something. Like they they try not to say like he put it in her. Yeah,
1: this sixteen, yeah. seventeen year old girl.
0: Yes, it's kind of difficult when someone gives you something and you're like, what What did you do? Like you messed everything up. <laughs> And now you're like, all right, well, I guess this could be this. And that symbol, it's Thorn, so I guess it's like a a curse of Thorn. I like how they called it, like, as originally it was called... Halloween six six six, the origin of Michael Myers, but then someone suggested the Curse of Michael Myers because they had like such a cursed like production set and they were being like funny, but then someone's like, the Curse of Michael Myers, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah, yeah.
1: The original title is way more badass. Yeah, Halloween 666. Because six, six,
0: six. I remember seeing that trailer. The, that one, where it was called Halloween 666, The Origin of Michael Myers. Um, pff, wait, what? Well, when was that? Like, 95, 96? Mm. I remember seeing that and being like, yeah, woo! Um, so the events that transpired between the 4th to 6th film are ignored in 1998's um, Halloween H2O. 20 years later. So this film opens 20 years after the events of the second one, so it completely ignores... So this is the this is the start of, like, ignoring things. We're going to start ignoring things, right? Um, kind of. Because, I mean, tech technically the fourth one did that, but, like, it was just because the third one was like, oh, well, it's just the third one, right? Yeah. But, like, as I said, they, since they didn't override it, they just... But it still counted it. Um... So Laurie Strode, you know, she faked her own death. She's been hiding from her brother Michael, so they still include that. She's now working as a headmistress of a private school under the name Carrie Tate. Laurie continues to live in fear, you know, from from Michael's return. Her own son Josh attends, who's played by John, who's played by Josh Hartnett. Ten school where she teaches. Lori's fear becomes reality when Michael shows up at the school and begins killing John's friends, and eventually he and Lori come face-to-face. Not not John and Lori, I mean Michael and Lori. Well, that's her son.
1: Well, I was going say, they come face-to-face quite often, right?
0: Yeah. she um, Laurie manages to get John and his girlfriend, who's played by Michelle Williams, to safety, but decides to return to school Return to the school to face Michael once and for all. Lori succeeds in stopping Michael, but not satisfied until she knows that he's truly dead. Lori steals his body and and decapitates Michael, finally killing him. Finally killing him!
1: (laughs) So after this Uh is Resurrection? Yes.
0: Halloween Resurrection, which was released in 2002, so like a while after (laughs) the last one. Picks up three years after H two O and reveals that Michael swapped clothes with a paramedic, crushing the paramedic's larynx so that he could not talk, and that mm. was who. That just
1: cut her head off.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. who, um, Lori killed because she's like, I knew it was him. Yeah, I knew it was it wasn't Michael Myers. I still killed him. What you gonna do, huh? Which is crazy now. All yeah, right, cause right? she crazy because she cray, um, unable to deal with like having killed an innocent man, um. Lori's committed to a mental institution, and she knows Michael's still out there. Uh, Michael shows up to uh, the institution, but Lori captures him. Her fear of making the same mistake twice gets the better of her because she, because he like does the same motion that like the guy did, where he like touches the mask. Oh, like. Oh yeah, my mask is still on. And so then she like reaches and like tries to like take it off, and that's when he like grabs her and like stabs her. And then she like kisses him, and she's like, "See you in hell." Yes, and like, I'll
1: "Always love you."
0: And she dies. I always
1: love you, Jack.
0: Yeah. So then Michael travels back to his family home in Haddonfield, and fo- but finds a group of college students. You know, the worst people on the planet. You know, he has to kill them. They're college students. He has to kill them. Obviously. I mean, if you saw a bunch of like college kids like cockroaching their way around your house, wouldn't you kill them?
1: Yeah. Anyways.
0: <laughs> and they're filming an internet reality show. Michael proceeds to kill everyone until he finally is electro- electrocuted by the only surviving student, Sarah Moyer, who is played by Bianca... I cannot say her last name. It's like... It's K-A-J-L-I-C-H. How do you say that? Yeah. And the show's creator, Freddie Harris, who's played by (laughs) the one and only...
1: Busta Bust. Busta Rhymes. See, this is where my memory totally Uh, fucked up. uh Because the beginning of... This one uh-huh. I thought was a completely different movie that I just wasn't remembering, uh-huh. and the the like live stream part of it uh. was another movie. Okay, I didn't I didn't understand that it was both it was, movies. Oh, all of it because because th- this one I saw this was the first Halloween movie that I ever saw in theaters mm. or drive-in. Actually, mm. I remember watching it in. The drive-in. I for sure seen it. Mm-hmm. But when I started to remember or try to remember I thought it was two different films. I thought I was watching I thought I, maybe the, the part of me in the beginning was a part of H2O and then this one and then Resurrection was a whole different movie. Uh-huh. I don't know what that says about it but <laughs> I just that's what I got from it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, cool. I don't know. It, this it, is definitely a movie that's like, did you really need to make it? No, they
0: didn't. They just needed. They wanted to cash in again, like because yeah. people actually saw H two O and they're like, oh yeah, well we may we need to make another sequel. See, like that's the problem is that they they're like yeah, we need to make another sequel. And it's like, no, you don't need to make another sequel. And, or if you're going to make another sequel, like at least like think about it first. Like,
1: Let's just say, that after this, people are like, maybe this is what we don't want. Because mm. it's gone for a while. Yeah. Until the king of horror himself.
0: No, John Carpenter's in. not back.
1: Rob Zombie steps in.
0: So, Halloween, 2007's Halloween, you know, focuses on the events that led to uh, Michael Myers to kill his family. It also identifies Laurie as Michael's sister early on, which was something not done in the original one. On Halloween, Michael murders a school bully, his older sister and her boyfriend, as well as, as, well as his mother's boyfriend. Committed to Smith's Grove Sanitarium, Michael closes himself off to closes himself off from everyone. Fifteen years later, Michael, who's played by Taylor Main, Ty- Tyler Main, Tyler Maine, escapes and heads to Haddonfield to find his younger sister with his psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis, in pursuit, who's played by Malcolm McDonald. Michael finds his sister living in the Stro- living with the Strode family and going by the name Lori. After killing nearly all of her friends and family, Michael then kidnaps Lori and attempts to explain to her that he is her brother, through the use of a picture that he has kept for, of himself and her as an infant, unable to understand Lori, unable to understand, Lori fights back. Eventually, Lori uses Loomis's gun to shoot Michael in the head, and he's dead. Finally,
1: finally,
0: dun dun dun.
1: I will say, Michael McDonald playing Loomis's character was perfect. I thought it was good casting. You know. I remember liking it. I don't remember ever finding anything wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I think most people liked it for the most part. You know, it was it it was a revamped version. Um and it did so well they were like, Hey guys, we need a second part. We need it we need a we need a sequel this up right now. So Dom get into that. Two thousand nine. So
0: 2009's Halloween two picks up right where the ladder left off and jumps ahead a year. So here Michael is presumed dead but resurfaces after a vision of his deceased mother, Deborah who's played by Zombie's actual wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, informs him that he must track down Laurie so that they can come home together. In the film Michael and Laurie have a mental link with the two sharing visions of their mother.
1: The white horse.
0: Yes, the white horse. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I remember watching this one. And my mo- it was the opening scenes where there- she's like being chased in the hospital. And my mom was like, let's leave. This movie sucks. And I was like, no, no, no. Wait, let's see if it gets better. Well, let's see if it gets better. And then we get to the end of the film and I'm like... Yeah, we probably should have left at the beginning of this film because, like, it's good—not that good. Me personally, I didn't really like the sequel. Like I said, the f- Rob Zombie's first one was fine, and this one was just like—you didn't need to do any of this. I feel like the, all the stuff with like the white horse and all that—that's just
1: stupid. So, you're saying is that your your hypothesis of Maybe it doesn't need a sequel. Has been paid off multiple times. <laughs> yes. Cool. But then this year, twenty eighteen, a couple weeks
0: ago. Yes.
1: They decided, let's go back to the drawing board.
0: Let's spook them again.
1: <laughs> well, let's restart the timeline again. Yes. And it comes out with Halloween.
0: So, four decades after the 1978 murders in Hanfield, you know, two true crime podcasters are, travel to Smith's Grove Rehabilitation Hospital to interview Michael Myers and his handler, Dr. Sartain, before Michael is uh, transported to a new facility. Their intent is to obtain an answer to Michael's past actions, but they are unsuccessful. They travel over to Laurie Schroed's house, which is heavily guarded, heavily armed, and she kicks them out, um, despite like them bribing her for an interview. So then we got we get to see Laurie not only having dealt with like the past trauma, but then we get to see her, her effect, that effect on her family because when we're introduced to um, not only her daughter but her granddaughter Allison and her daughter's name is Karen, and, like, their family, that later that night, Michael Myers escapes. Bum, bum, bum. And he, basically, he escapes. He gets out. He goes on a rampage again, killing a bunch of people. And this time, Lori's ready for him. She's been prepping. She's basically, like, a prepper but like been prepping her house to kill Michael Myers. And so she has a bunch of guns. She goes around telling people he's coming back, he's coming back and no one believes her. Not her not her family, like her daughter Karen or her granddaughter Allison and at the same time Allison's out partying and stuff, right, with her boyfriend who's a a drunk, a big old drunk. And he makes a fool of himself, so she leaves. But then at the same time, Michael's, like, going around killing, like, her friend, who's babysitting this little kid who's actually hilarious, and kills her boyfriend. And then when everyone finds out, like, along with the sheriff, that Michael's back. Lori's out to go kill him. Going around the streets, Roman, like, telling people to get inside. And it's, like, getting ready to kill when she runs into the sheriff and is like, oh like we need to take down Michael and he's like I agree and then that's when um the doctor comes back Dr. Sartain and he's like don't you don't don't harm him he's property of the state and then later that night Michael tracks Allison and her friend who is like a big old pervert who tries to get into when she says no no means no this is this is Me Too era, okay? No means no, and he's like, "Oh, I was just so horny," and she's like, flips him off. But then Michael kills, kills him, right? So then ch- starts chasing her down, but then she finally gets, she gets away, and then she gets picked up by the sheriff. She goes around with the sheriff and Doctor Sartain, and they, f- they see Michael, and then he's like, "I'm gonna run him down. I'm gonna kill Michael Myers." Runs into him, right? And as he's about to kill. Michael, he's going to take the headshot. Dr. Sartain moves in and is like, no, 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 he's my patient. He's my patient. And he ends up taking out his, like, pocket knife, pen knife, and he, like, stabs the sheriff, and he kills him, and he's like, yes, yes, Uh, that's what it feels like to be Michael Myers. And he puts the mask on, and he's like, ah, and, like, with one hand, he grabs him, right? With one hand, because his arm's, like, Because he got shot. So he's like one-armed and he puts Michael in this big old hulking mess of a man. He puts him in with one arm and yet the the girl's still like, oh, I'm trapped in the police car. I can't do anything against this one-armed man. She could have just like like, kicked him, right? And, like, got out. But then he takes out the mask, throws it in, and he drives off with both of them. And then he's like, Oh, I want to know what it means, like, feels to be Michael Myers. I want him to say something, because he's driving them to confront Lori, right? And, like, it's like, I want him to say something, say something. And so then she's like, He spoke to me, and he's like, What? He spoke to you? And she's like, Yes, he said, He said to two words, one word? I don't know, two words. And then he stops the car and he's like, "What what did he, what did he say? What did he say? Was it Judith? Was it about his sister Judith?" And then that's when um Michael wakes up and he kills Dr. Sartain and she's flees into the woods. Then Laurie lures Michael back into the house. She gets uh her daughter to go into the basement and then as she like Travels through the house, and Michael's been killing a bunch of people. She, um, follows him in a cat and mouse type of game. And eventually she she fires at him, she, and then he, like, she blows off a few of his fingers. And then, eventually, when he's been hiding, um... She He throws her out the window to kind of mimic the first film, where then he looks over and she's gone. And then that's when Allison comes h- to the house, and then he starts chasing her down, and then they all run into the basement, except for, except for Lori. I think it's just Allison and Karen are in the basement, and then that's when they are able to knock him into the basement, and then because Karen having lived through all this was being prepared, was actually being prepared by Lori to face Michael. And then they lure him into the basement, get him down there. And then they start to flee. And then that's when like Karen, as she's trying to leave, gets pulled back by Michael. And then that's when Allison picks up the knife and starts stabbing him and getting him off of her. And then they, that's when they reveal that it wasn't a escape room. It was actually a trap for Michael. Bum, bum, bum. And so not only do they have it, like, caged off so he can't escape, they set the whole house aflame on fire, and the three women escape.
1: Can you see how this is a better sequel to the second one?
0: To which second Halloween
1: 2. This is a better sequel to Halloween. Oh, than then, Halloween than Halloween 2, 2 yes.
0: Yeah. And, like, as you said before, yes, it's 40 years later, but it still feels like it's a sequel. It's like this is the sequel to the movie.
1: I think it's cool how it's drastically different, right? Yeah. But it all makes sense. Like, mm. it makes sense that Laurie's... Haunted by the the thought of Michael Myers to the point where she's like, No, yeah, I have to get prepared yeah. <laughs> so she, and then uh <clears throat> you know the whole or her getting a, the daughter taken away and stuff like that, mm. yeah, it's like it's all to prepare, right, yeah, and it was cool because. You're thinking that, oh, this whole time she's just like, oh, ready, blah, blah, blah. And then when she actually gets right there, she almost falls apart. Mm. She's like, I can't, I fuck, maybe I can't do this. Yeah. But it's like, you've been, you've been preparing for 40 fucking years. Just keep it together for like five fucking minutes. God damn it, Lori. Just kill him. Yeah. I thought <clears throat> this was a wonderful second part to the, the franchise yeah series well, movie
0: <laughs> so halloween itself the first one you know yes as we explained is not the first slasher film but it did set the trend right for flat f- flasher films for slasher films and so when i was thinking about it and i was like you know what like this movie, this new one, was it in itself like the first one? It's going to set a trend for, you know, that more films are going to be like this. Now they're going to be more this. So what you can see is this film is kind of, like, the opposite of the first... The first one was about, like, these... Obviously, the, the time, too, of, like, the, the late 70s, early 80s, where women were seen as, like, oh, they're not, they're not gonna be able to fight back. Like, they're not gonna be able... Like, they need some guy to come in and, like, shoot the monster dead, and, like, yeah, maybe he's not, like, they're gonna get together type of thing, but he, like, has to save her, right? Whereas now, we're going to see, I bet you, more films where it's, like, it's that reversal, because... In the first film, Michael is hunting her down, right? And she's having to hide in the closet. In this film, they completely flipped it, where she's hunting Michael down. Like, even more so than in H2O, where, like, yeah, like they were kind of chasing each other. This one is a complete flip, where it's like, she's hunting him down. She wants to kill him. She's determined to get him. No matter what. So I feel like it's going to be this kind of trend, where all the other films... So like the second one was just basically a sequel. The third one tried to do something, and I feel like it was like one of those things that was like ahead of its time, and not a not in like the greatest way, but just like you know what I mean. Like where nowadays, where if someone suggested they do a, like a franchise like that, where it's like an anthology series, I feel I feel like more people would be more open to that. But then like you see, the fourth one is just another slasher sequel fifth one the sixth one they they try and explain things like with like freddy remember when like they try and explain like why he's a dream demon and then like like friday the 13th they try and explain more of it and then um (laughs) then you get to like h2o which was just itself following the trend of like that meta like horror where it was like oh yeah we have to be like self-referential and like oh remember wink 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 when that happened wink remember janet lee wink 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 and then like even resurrection was just like it had the potential to see like like the internet as a thing like that you can use in horror but like it just never like Gets like it never shows a realistic view of like how the internet was at the time, it was trying to push something that wasn't there yet. And then, like, even the remake it's like it came out at a time when like Friday the 13th had been remade, Nightmare on Elm Street was being remade, Texas Chainsaw was being remade. Like, so it's like it's still following these other films, it's not setting its own trend. This one, at least, is subverting everything and is like women
1: uh yeah no this is a perfect sequel like it's awesome The and it's one of those things where yeah you have a slew of movies before and you could pick and choose what you like or what you don't like or where you don't where you do follow what you don't follow that's fine but i think this was the perfect way to take something from the past bring it to the future and connect it where it doesn't feel like wrong. Yeah. Um, you could actually not watch the first one and just fall into this and be like, okay, I yeah. I'm getting it. Because they explained pretty much what happened in yeah. the first one. And but you could also go back to the first one and be like, oh, wow, yeah. cool. There's such a divide where they are two different films and you can take them as the same or different and it's still okay like you could watch the first one and not give a shit about this one and It's fine right because like yeah. i said you could you could believe the second one existed you cannot like whatever mm-hmm. film right That's what film does but you could also watch this new one and be like oh wow cool that that's the same glory, like wow crazy you know what i mean yeah i don't know i just thought like without trying to you know trying to jack it off under the table i think it was perfect like i loved it
0: but yeah no like this is a really good film it shot really well directed really well acted really well you know even like the like the 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 grant like the granddaughter she's pretty good um it's if it, it's a solid film The let's talk about how they got john carpenter to actually come back this one they finally convinced him, like, "Hey, you want to like come help produce this, and you can score it again and because you're an amazing scorer and he's all
1: well, i guess Let's see yep, still got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an awesome film, and like I said, the fact that the fact that Halloween could be in the fact that Halloween is iconic, yeah, and we've had forty years of it, and you could just go back and be like, eh, w- "Let's redo it," and still make <laughs> sense and have people like, then people love this movie. Like, wasn't it like one of the best horror film, or if not the best horror film, to have like an opening ever? Yeah, like it was it just shy of a hundred million yeah. and stuff. <coughs> also, continues with our our theory of that horror has come a long way where now it's very viable to have an actual horror franchise where people love and they're willing to pay and go see. And the fact that it it is Halloween obviously helps because it's so iconic. Yeah, but Uh, I,
0: I think it's along the same line as like Hereditary and A Quiet Place. Like it's these films that not only are audiences like, yeah, we love these films, but like critics are like, oh, I actually partic- particularly liked that this, uh, um, this, um, what is it, auteur, you know, put so much time into it. And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, as we said before, like, this is the new golden age of horror, right? And yeah. it, I mean, it start, it it did start really slow. Like a few years ago, but like now we're in the midst of it, where it's like, look at these films can be nominated for best picture, and like people who have just been known for horror like their whole career can win um, best director.
1: So I think we'll just end it there. Yeah. This is a, a uh, our our blood sacrifice to Halloween. Well, we have Talking to about the most iconic Halloween.
0: Well, we have to appease the cult of Thorn. Yeah. The curse of Thorn.
1: Sam Hain. No, that's not how to say it. (laughs) You say it like this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorcero-Nin. But thank you guys for spending a spooktacular spook day with our spooky selves on this spookiest of the days. Spook. (laughs) Spooky. Ooh. <laughs> but be sure to like, subscribe, Instagram, Twitter, INTB underscore podcast. Email us directly at INTB podcast at gmail dot com. Take yes. a look at all of our old um episodes. If you didn't catch any of these Last month or so, going, you know, the the head-to-heads type of stuff. Check it out. Also, the next one, although Halloween's over, we still had one, not really head-to-head. It's more of, like, two films you want to talk together. Uh, we could have, and we wanted to, but we thought, we'll just wait till after Halloween because it's, uh, eh, it's kind of on its own. Yeah, you so, know, like, when, later a- this week, check it out.
0: After you've gone trick-or-treating and, like, you have candy, like, a few days later, and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to eat that that's what this is
1: sure um yeah thank you guys for listening and i guess with that we'll say i do and remember guys it's not that bad